You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. All right. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to The Better Man Podcast. Adam Torno here in studio with Chris Harper. Chris, been a while since we've seen each other. How Man, you been? I, I've been great. I've been great. Thank, well, you know, isn't that just such a... I know. It's such a cliche such a, thing to say. It really is. I mean, if you um, want to take a nosedive, if you want to be like, I'm doing terrible, Adam, let's talk, <laughs> then we can do that. I'm here for you, friend. Man, I... I haven't been doing terrible, but it's been it's been a long couple of months. Okay. It's been a long couple of months. I haven't seen you uh, in a couple of months. Uh, some highs, some lows, but the Lord's been faithful. Yeah, you want to talk about Better Man real quick and just some things that are going on here, early part of 23 and things you're excited about? Man, absolutely. That's That's been one of the highs. Um, we're just seeing some tremendous growth. Uh, we just got back from Latin America. We got to spend some time in El Salvador uh, met with 1,400 pastors and men's leaders, and it was just, it was so life-giving, so wonderful. Uh, best thing you ate down there, what was it? Ooh, a pupusa. A pupusa. Yep. That sounds I, made up, but I know I, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like something that they found on the Lord of the Rings. Yes. But, um, um, yeah, I, I think that's the correct pronunciation, my con- Tucky, Somebody will Texas email you accent. if it's not. <laughs> yeah, might, might butcher that. Yeah, but I had pupusas at two a.m. Um, in a off a street dive in in El Salvador, San Salvador. Yes, <laughs> two a.m. is a good time. I mean, like, just about anything's going to taste good at two a.m. You're right in between dinner and breakfast. <laughs> it's just right. you're hungry. If you're up, you might as well eat. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. So so a lot of lot of activity. Um, uh, super excited about that. Cool. All right, let's um, let's talk about this real quick. I'm I'm curious to know, like, uh, how routined are you? Do you have a routine every day? Uh, is there something that when you think about waking up in the morning, is there a little routine? I know you got young kids at home. You've got kids, so sometimes routine we got to put it in quotes. It's like here's the ideal, and then here's the real. But talk to me about the morning for Chris Harper. Yeah, yeah. I fancy myself a very routined person. Uh, but I do have four kids under the age of 11. So, um, it's wheels off at any moment, but, uh, I get up very early, uh, because that's really the only time I have to myself. So I'm up, uh, typically around 5am, uh, and it's the same routine every morning. Um, uh, drink water and a Celsius, some some natural energy. Shout yes. out to Celsius, there my we go. favorite drink. But I have I have water and a Celsius, and uh, typically grab just a, a you know a little snack, maybe an orange, banana, something of that nature. And then I'm at the gym, so I go to the gym every day. Okay. And then uh, study, read, and study the Word of God. Okay. You know, and and that's been super interesting. You know, I got to Better Man nine months ago, and one of the first projects I was tasked with was, hey, we've got this new defined curriculum coming out, courageously following God's word. You know, we want you to ride herd on that. And about that time, man, I had really, I've, I kind of lost my desire to get into God's word. Huh. And uh, I don't know if that was the enemy. I don't know if it was a season. I'm not sure what it was, but. The last nine months have been have been a struggle for me. Like every morning, I've had to wake up and just force myself to read God's word. I haven't necessarily wanted to. Mm. Um, uh, now I still love God's word; like it's still uh, the source of life for me, sustenance. Um, but the desire hasn't been there. So for the last couple of months, I've I've had this routine. 
Um, and really, I think I'm going to continue it this year. I've, I've dove deep into the Psalms. So I'm just going to read the Psalms for 2023. And uh, and study the Psalms. I'm gonna, you know, we talked about a few weeks ago the difference between reading and studying God's word. So so I'm gonna read and I'm gonna study the Psalms. And and my prayer the last two months has been, Lord, the desire and the hunger that you have created in the Psalmist for your word, man, I want you to create that in me. I like that. And uh, yeah. So you get you get to the gym. So you're waking up at five. What time are you getting to the gym? Uh, getting there. 540, 545. Okay. And is it 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour? Yeah, typically 30 to 45 minutes. All right. So you're mm-hmm. back home 630-ish, 645. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then jumping into God's Word at that point. Yeah, in it. Yeah, so I'm reading through Plummer's um, theology on the Psalms and and uh, just started with Psalm 1 and have been journeying through. I like that. In fact, yeah. I read that this morning, Psalm Come on. 1. So, um, and so when you get in there and read it, so obviously, you know, reading it, uh, reading God's Word, that can bring up a bunch of different images in people's mind. They could yeah. think of reading a textbook, they could think about reading a novel, reading a nonfiction book. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about today, is just some different ways, maybe some lenses or different ways to, some things to keep in mind as you're reading God's Word. You've got three ideas that will really help us. That's right. And if we're not reading it with these things in mind, not to sound too dramatic, you may be missing something, right? You want to talk about that? Absolutely. Not not just missing something, but you may be uh, causing harm. Um, I I really enjoy the story from Judges chapter, I believe it's chapter 9, the story of Jephthah. And it's an interesting story. You know, Jephthah is, he's an outcast. Israel sends him out. Is it Judges 7 or 9? It's either Judges know. 7 or 9. All right. Let's and, just go um, with 9, and if gonna, it's, if it's 7, we'll, uh, we'll edit it in post-production. We're going to go It'll with sound nine. all dubbed in. So if you're listening right now and you just hear, it's Judges 7, and that's, <laughs> that's because right. it was wrong. That's right. <laughs> we said it wrong. But, yeah, you, you absolutely know we're doing this live. Um, so he, he's an outcast. Um, Gilead's his father. Um, the Bible says he's a son of a prostitute. Gilead's other sons essentially say, you're a half-breed. You have nothing to do with our inheritance. So they they kick him out. He's Mm -hmm. out of the clan. Well, the problem is he's an amazing warrior. Um, So he grabs some of his warrior buddies and he leaves. Well, the Ammonites come knocking on Israel's door, and they can't defeat them. So one of the, the leaders say, hey, what about Jephthah? Let's call him out of the wilderness, and maybe he'll lead us to victory. So Jephthah says, yeah, I'll come back and I'll help you under one condition. Um, If and when I win, uh, you make me your ruler. Like, I become the leader. And they're so tired of the Ammonites. They're like, absolutely. Give you whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So so the famous vow that Jephthah makes, right, or the infamous vow, I should say, uh, Jephthah cries out to God and says, hey, if you give the Ammonites over into my hand, when I return from war, whatever runs out of my home, I'll sacrifice to you. And uh, if you recall the story, he wins, gets home, and his daughter, his only child, comes out. And it's 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 devastating. And I've heard a lot of preachers try to do like this hermeneutical gymnastics, like to work their way out of that. You know, God wouldn't hold him to his vow, and that would be terrible. But the reality is, it's clear in Scripture. Um, she dies. 
but she doesn't die because Jephthah makes a stupid vow, or she doesn't die because God is vindictive. She dies because Jephthah doesn't know the word of God. If you go, if you go to Leviticus chapter 27, like God had already made provision for Jephthah's problem. Like literally right there, verses one through five, I believe. It says, if you make a vow in the name of a human, um, essentially for ten bucks, you can get out of that vow. Yeah. You just have to, you know, pay the priest. Yeah. And because Jephthah doesn't know that, he doesn't know the promises and provision of God, I mean, he loses his daughter. Uh, if he would have known, I mean, he's mourning, right? He's he's he rips his clothes, the Bible says, and falls on his face, God, you know. Um, he would have certainly given ten bucks to have yeah. to have his daughter live. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when we're not reading the word appropriately, when we don't we don't know the word of God, it's it's not just man. Um, I'm bringing harm to myself. We may be bringing harm to others. Yeah. So I've developed this this paradigm, if you want to call it that, but it's it's three ways to read God's word. When you're when you're reading God's word, we should be reading it as a son. We should be reading it as a brother, and we should be reading it as a father. Okay, so let's talk about those. Son, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so so son, um, we need to read it from the context that that God the Father actually wrote us, wrote me and you a book. He wrote Adam a book, and he wrote Chris a book, and the precepts and the commands and the promises in this book, they are ours to claim. Yeah. Um, you know, Ephesians one five says that in Christ, through through the um, adoption, right, that Christ brings, we have we have attained sonship. I mean, we are literally God's children. Yeah, and and as His children, man, He wrote us um, a book. He wrote us yeah. a love letter, and everything in that book is is ours. We just we just need to claim it. And yeah. and my fear is because we don't know the book and we don't know those promises, like we're not claiming our inheritance. Yeah, you know, we're missing out on a lot, right? And I, I encourage young men all the time who. Who come to me and and tell me that they're listening to all these podcasts and and they're listening to these great preachers and and I said you know that's great and we should do that like keep listening to the Better Man podcast but more than that like read the Word of God yeah listening to podcasts and listening to preachers is like your your wife writing you a love letter and then you falling in love with the mailman mm, yeah <laughs> delivering yeah. the letter yeah. right no no like you get to read the letter yeah it's it's to you so so that's reading it as a son that's right and it reminds me of a past guest that we've had on the better man podcast uh Blake talked about i mean that's his whole ministry right now mm-hmm. he has that's that right. that story of his dad uh died tragically drowning while they were on a vacation mm. and his dad had the foresight years before to write Blake and his other siblings a letter. Wow. And just talking about, you know, basically preparing for that moment. If I ever go, here's here's some things I want you to know. It's called a legacy letter. Uh, it's changed not only did it comfort him in his time of mourning, but it really changed his life and he and he found a whole new calling. It's a great episode. We'll put a link in the uh in the show notes so you can go and find that and listen to his yeah. story there. But but that letter was different to him than if you and I had read that letter. If you and I had read that letter, it'd be like, oh, that's nice, right? But it wasn't mm, our dad. That's good. It bro. was his dad. That's and right. so it changed his life. It was really meaningful to him. Would have been entertaining. Uh, I don't want to say entertaining, but it would have been sweet, you know, for sure. you and I to read it. But uh, but it was different for him. And that's the way we get to read God's word. It's not, we're not reading somebody else's letter. 
That's right. As one written to us. That's a good word, yeah, Adam. That's, that's good. So I like good. that. Okay, yeah. so reading it as a son, that a son. can be helpful, makes things feel personal. Uh, we think about the love of this father and how kind he is to us, and we get those reminders as we read through it. That's right. uh, talk about as a brother. Yeah, so at the same time you're reading it as a son, you need to be reading it as a brother. Um, no man is an island. Right, We are created for community. God is community. God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son, the original small group, right? <laughs> created in that image where we're created for community. So, so we, we learn most when helping others to learn. I tell young men that all the time. We learn most when helping um, others to learn. That's Proverbs 27, 17, right? So reading the Word together reading the word with other brothers, right? Not only are you helping them learn, but you too are learning. So you should be reading the word in some form or sort of small group, uh, whether that's picking a passage to go through together. Um, I've got a brother that every morning he sends me the text he reads and the notes from that and just asks me what I think, yeah. right? And and that iron sharpens iron, right? So So you read it in community as a brother with other brothers. Yeah, and as we did a, a previous episode on theological triage, this can help us and keep us uh, in bounds, maybe? Is that fair to say, where you you could be reading something and maybe come up with a wild interpretation, and that's where it's great to share that with others. I do remember that in one of the very first seminary classes I ever took, the, the professors were wisely going, if you read some passage of Scripture and you come up with an interpretation that nobody else has ever come up with, uh, do not feel proud. Be be afraid. That's right. right. <laughs> you, you're probably wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, so good. It, it, there's something very humbling about that. Uh, it's not that there's no more gold to mine. Uh, it's still a fun process to go through and to find some insights and things like that. But there is something that can be wise about reading it with others as well, right? Yeah. I, I remember writing a piece on generosity and... Um, I was trying to raise money for this nonprofit, and I came across the story in the Old Testament where uh, the temple was ransacked by the, you know, the um, Babylonians, and nothing was left. And Israel cries out and says, "Hey, you know, um, we need your help." And everybody just descends on the temple, bringing gold and bringing supplies to the point where the priest has to say, "Hey, we have enough, no more." And, and I remember uh, telling a guy from seminary, man, wouldn't it be cool that, like, God's people were so generous that, that we would just have to say enough, no more. And, and, and he looks at me and he says, man, absolutely. And as soon as the Babylonians ransack your ministry, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, you've taken that way out of context. <laughs> And it's I was humbling. like, fair enough, okay, fair enough. I won't that's send good. this email. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. The other one that came to mind, I think about uh, our friend Jonathan Pakluda. He said years ago, trying to read God's Word like you're going to teach it, right, that there could be something there that helps you stay a little bit motivated. That I'm thinking of that as well with a brother. So it's not just sharing and reading in community, but sometimes your brother may need another word, or they may need to hear Absolutely. from you, is what I mean, and you can read it to be able to share with your brother yeah. in time of need. That's absolutely correct, and that and that really bleeds into the kind of the third lens, which is reading it like a father, yeah. right? So you're reading it like a son, reading it like a brother. At the same time, you're reading it like a father. You're reading it because you want to make good deposits, right? Uh, you want to digest the word. Uh, Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.4, you know, make good deposits. So, so we want to read the word so that we're storing the word in our heart 
so that when our wife or our children or our friends need to make a withdrawal, yeah. there's something there to That's give so them. That's so good. I like that language. There's That's really, really helpful. Them. Yeah, I'm thinking of Jesus being tempted in the desert, and the 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 scripture that he quoted there, I mean, I, I don't think he had his little flash card that he, that he brought out or had his, his scrolls with him, if you will. This was stuff that was... It was on his heart. That's right. Like he knew it. He, he knew he, it in that time of need. That's, he knew it. Um, he was always ready to share it. You know, the Bible tells us to uh, be fruitful men, like we're to uh, showcase the fruit of the Spirit. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, a tree produces fruit not so it consumes its own fruit. That's it right. only produces fruit for others, others to consume. So good. And, and if we're going to be fruitful men, right, especially with the Word of God, we want to do it so that others can come and, and consume that. So reading it like a father is literally, man, I'm storing up this Word. I, I want my fruit to be so round and so delicious and so attractive right. that people want to come and eat of it. That's great. So is this something, Chris, you, you get back from the gym, you're sitting down, you're opening up God's Word, is this something very mechanical for you where it's like, okay, what does this tell me as a son? What does this tell me as a brother? What Absolutely. does this tell me as a father? Is it is it like that, or is this just the lenses yeah. that you're using all the time? Yeah, yeah, it can be, uh, and it, it probably needs to be uh, more mechanical, right? So so I'm reading a passage, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, what what has God promised me? You know, what has God warned me about? Is God commanding me to do something here, right? So I'm reading it very personally. And at the same time, I'm thinking, um, man, what what is confusing or what isn't clear that I can reach out to my brothers and, and maybe get clarity? But then I'm also saying, okay, man, what can I store up today to pass on to my wife later or to pass on to my child? Or sometimes um, I'm storing something up. And I have no idea that three hours from now I'm going to get a phone call and that person is going to need exactly what I just stored. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna, you're going to be like, oh, it's so weird. That's it was right. so strange That's that that right. happened. But honestly, those are some of the things that keep the motivation going. So on those days, you were, you were really great to be vulnerable in the beginning of just going, there's not a lot of want to right now. We all go through those seasons, right, where the want to is a little bit lower. But you do get some moments like that. And that's what can motivate you to stay disciplined Absolutely. in the morning of just going, I don't know where this is going to lead, but I know if I open up God's Word today and try to read it as a son, brother, and father, one thing I'm guaranteed is my life is not going to be worse. Oh, man. Right? It, it can only go up. That's right. It just happened last week. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I did a deep dive into Psalm 3 last week. David's running from Absalom. Um, he's on the run. Uh, he's frazzled, he's exhausted, right? But then he says, I cry out to God, I pray to God, and then I find sleep. He finds rest, right? And I'm just processing that. Bro, not five hours later, a brother of mine calls and says, man, I can't sleep. Hmm. I haven't been able to find rest in weeks. And immediately I said, tell me about your prayer life. Yeah. Right, because yeah. there's this this amazing correlation between between prayer and rest. So good. Right? I wouldn't have had that. Yep. It was, it, was, it was phenomenal. I like that. Well, I think that's such a practical thing for the listeners to do right now is, uh, you know, whenever time of day they're listening to this, maybe they're at the gym right now that's listening right. to this. And so this gives you something to do when you get home is just go, just ask three questions. That's right. Whatever you read. What is this telling me as a son? Uh, how can I, how does this help me as a brother and, and as a father? Great, simple thing to do to help us uh, get the most out of our time with God's Word. So that's awesome. Chris, as always, great to be with you, buddy. Yeah, you too, brother. See you next time. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to the Better Man podcast. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you just want to learn more about the Better Man experience, head on over there to betterman.com. This episode, like every episode of the Better Man podcast, was produced and edited by the team over there at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.